Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to Nerdy Thursday. I popped my beer. Sean's been drinking. I have a laptop in front of me, bro. Please don't make me spit beer. The world was big and cruel and cold and gray and sad. But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad. Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds. And they left the gray old square world behind. Nerdy Thursday, you're the man. I hope you'll be my friend. Welcome everybody to Nerdy Thursday. We're your two hosts, Sean and Mitch. And we're just a couple of guys that like beer, games, and nerd culture in general. My name is Sean. And with me, pounding that beer, or whatever the hell that was is mitch what's up dude not much man just uh enjoying the nice weather uh chasing chickens around doing doing this and that yeah yeah yeah. these chickens what's up with the chickens caitlin bought eight chickens (laughs) and and caitlin's not home two days a week so i gotta i gotta take care of them are they not in a coop they are cooped now because i wrangled them up into the coop (laughs) now how did, did they get out or yeah, I opened the door. Oh, okay. So you just like open it so they can. Uh, so you got free range chickens, I guess technically. Yeah, right? except for I know how the what the phrase "cooped up" means now. All day, cooped up all day means. Because <laughs> I, I I built a chicken run frame, and we just got the chicken wire that's going to go up on it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's for Tuesdays. And Fridays when Caitlin works, so they can still be outside the coop, but aren't all over the place and run yeah. away. Okay. But today it wasn't built yet, so they were just cooped up, and so I let them out for like an hour and a half when I got home. Cooped up. And they didn't want to go. And they didn't want to go back. Makes so much more sense now. Uh, what's the purpose of these chickens? Are these just fun pets, or they're eggers, man? All right, so just making eggs. Have you had any eggs yet, or are they too young? No, they still got to grow. Okay, cool. Uh, I saw a picture of M um, pushing one around in a wheelbarrow, and that motherfucker was huge. It, it just looks huge. Okay. It's a tiny wheelbarrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it even looked huge compared to her, but she's a tiny, tiny human, so I guess that makes sense. Um, so cool. As everybody... What's going on with you? So everybody heard on uh, last episode, I uh, thought I had I got corona. Well, it wasn't necessarily that I thought I got corona, but I couldn't exactly go into work because you can't go into work sick right now. And so I got sick, and a lot of things like lined up with uh, looking like it would be corona. So I had to go get a test. Like I had to go through that whole shit. And I gotta tell you, have you ever got a nose swab done before? No. Okay, so that motherfucker is like four inches long, four or five inches long, right? And it looks like a huge yeah, lean ass. Back. Yeah, it looks like a huge ass Q-tip. But I tell you what, instead of it being soft and like, you know, it feels like a pillow, that motherfucker, the end of that feels like it was like a Velcro Q-tip. It's sandpaper, yeah. So they can get a hold of whatever's in there. God damn, that was awful, man. That's like one of the worst things. I mean, honestly, it's not one of the worst things I've ever been through, but it's nothing I want to go through again. (laughs) It's one of those, like, I wish the test came back positive so that in, like, a month and a half, I might still have a a resistance to it and I won't have to have this happen again. But whatever. I I don't have corona, so life's good. That's how they test for STDs, too. Really? Yeah, except they don't put the Q-tip up your nose. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. I don't like the sound of that at all. Because, like, I I have an idea of where that goes, and mm-mm. Nah, I'm you good. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going. <laughs> oh, man. Mitch, what are you drinking this week, dude? Vodka Club. All right, same as last week. I appreciate it. I do I, love I'm me a some... Sim- I'm a simple guy. Look at this combination. Whoa. Whoa. Right, right. I mean, I'm not drinking this one yet. Um, but I am drinking a Down East grapefruit. Mm. Uh, um, so it's a Down East cider. Uh, I'm not 100% sure where that is out of, and I'm not 
Uh, it's out of Boston, actually. I didn't know that. Um, but it's 5.3%. It's a 12-ouncer. It's gluten-free. And it's certainly going to give me heartburn because ciders always do. But every time I go to the store, I see this can. And I'm like, man, I love me some Down East. And I love trying all their flavors. And I've yep. been eyeballing the grapefruit. And it is fucking delicious. It's super as good as the first three. Oh yeah, because uh, I had those while I rewatched Clue a third time this afternoon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. So a second and a half time. So I set up a we set up like a like a movie night. Uh, my friend and I, a T, uh, from you might remember from Knives Out. It's like, oh yeah, let's watch Clue. And as always happens when it when I'm watching a movie, pass the fuck out about forty five minutes into this motherfucker. FaceTime fun for her. Yeah, I'm. Fa- we're FaceTiming with me, just like <laughs> I don't snore, but like basically that was the image, like the entire time for her. Um, so yeah, then I watched the last half uh, after that, and then I'm like, you know what? I gotta fucking watch this again just to make sure I've got this down because this is. We watched Clue, and this is one of those movies where I feel like everybody's seen this movie a million times, and I watched it for the first time last night. You haven't seen this a million times? I've seen it a few times. Okay. I mean, that's a few more than me. But uh, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You've officially hit that. I don't think people have seen it a million times. Okay. Cool. All right. You want to. Actually, I'm going to rate this real quick. In terms of a cider, I think this is easily a 4.25. It's fucking delicious. And I, um, it's not as acidic, which is weird considering it's a grapefruit one, but it doesn't feel as acidic on, uh, you know, on my stomach as they normally do. Um, usually after like two ciders, I have crazy heartburn. So, uh, this is awesome. 4.25, highly recommend it. So we covered Knives Out a couple of weeks ago. And I thought that that was a really good mystery movie. You thought it was all right. Um, you really hated something about that movie. You hated the baseball for some reason. Yeah. You were just fucking obsessed with that baseball. Because I like things to have a point. It had a point. No, it was stupid and random. No, it had a point. It led back to the adultery nonsense. But that's two weeks ago. That doesn't matter. We are, of course, talking about Clue right now, which is uh, a movie that is um, actually has a bunch of people in it that uh, people would probably recognize, such as... Yeah. The guy from Roseanne. Wait. The guy from Back to the Future. Wait, who from Roseanne? Her boss. It's Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard was in Roseanne? Yeah. Okay. Not her. Not her boss, George Clooney. Her boss, the guy at the restaurant. Martin. Martin Mull. Okay. Looking at that right now, because I was yeah, trying he's to. Yeah, Because I was trying to figure diner. out. Okay. We were trying to figure out literally who that was, the other day, and we really couldn't. Um, but I'm glad that you just uh, nailed that down. The guy from Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd. Which took me about 35 minutes into this movie as I'm watching them at dinner. I'm just like, is that... that Holy shit, that's Doc Brown! That looks like Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) And so I, like, paused the movie and had an IMDb, and I'm like, holy fuck, are you serious? I've never seen... What'd you watch it on? I watched it on the TV. Uh, No shit. Amazon Prime. Yeah. You know, if you just pause Amazon Prime and they have an X-ray oh. feature, it would have oh. just told you that. I figured that out about half an hour later. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I paused it and, like, I must have paused it and looked at my phone immediately. And, like, while I was looking at my phone, the X-ray went away. But later when I paused it again, I'm like, oh, holy shit, it has the X-ray. Just, like, in the, the Kindle books and stuff like that. So I think Classic. that's a really awesome feature. Also, real quick, if you guys want to watch Clue, you can find it on Amazon Prime Video for free comes with amazon prime so that was really awesome uh also michael mckean uh who played mr green 
I recognized him immediately, and I couldn't exactly put my my finger on it. But he's in a ton of stuff, like Better Call I'm Saul. Say, same, because he's been everywhere. Yeah, he's like one of those guys that it's... I mean, he's been in uh, Good Omens, Veep. Um, yeah, he's a character actor. Yeah, he's, he's one of those that guy, air quotes, that guy kind of guys. Did you ever watch that documentary? That guy? Yeah. No. I recommend it. it what's it on? Uh, good question. The Google. I don't know. <laughs> the, Google, <laughs> the Google will get you anything. <laughs> yeah. Just Google it. Okay. Uh, Tim Curry, obviously, I think is the... It, I, obviously the biggest star coming out of this movie and just watching this for the first time much like when you watch any tim curry movie for the first time or third time or 22nd time you just realize how much of a goddamn treasure that man is (laughs) he's so fucking good like in everything he does do you not do you uh are you not on that train i no i am 100 oh okay no, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So obviously, Clue is a movie centered around the board game Clue by obviously the same name. And um, it's about six guests who are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner. But after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the, bios, uh, the bodies pile up. That is, uh, that is from IMDb. That is the quick little synopsis of what this movie is about. And, of course, this comes out of 1985, um, the year of release, which I feel like is important just kind of due to some of the references and the lack of, obviously, modern technology, which, honestly, while watching this movie, you never really notice. If anything, it's the musical references and the the digs at communism and stuff like that that really stick out well yeah it's set in the 50s exactly yeah it's set in what 1956 i think uh, i think it's 54 okay and it's all about politics mm-hmm. all well, of everybody that everybody that's invited is involved some way and somehow in politics they're all with the exception of what professor plum they're all from washington dc Nah, he lives there too, or at least because he works for United Nations yeah. and the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. You you know. Yeah. You know who. So, it's basically, you either live in Washington, D.C., or you have some sort of governmental tie in this. What do you think about this movie? What's something that you liked? What do you feel? Uh, I like some of the running jokes, for sure. Please that don't tell I never me. noticed before. Please don't tell me one of them was the stepped in dog shit joke. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was upset when it ended before everybody else walked in. <laughs> Let me guess. The other one was the the spoof on the who's on first. No. Do you know what I'm referencing? I don't know the spoof of it. Okay, so, so it was. Except I mean, it for... wasn't really a spoof, but it was kind of a, a reference to that where Colonel Mustard was talking to Wadsworth, and he's like, is yeah, anybody else in this house? And he's like, no, yes, and they couldn't fucking get a straight answer, but it was the stupidest goddamn exchange in the oh, yeah, fucking no, definitely movie. definitely not that one. Okay. I, uh, the other one's just when they run back and forth. They're at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. While he's explaining, like, what happened. Yeah, because they all just run super goofy. <laughs> then we all went to the kitchen. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Okay. Um, okay, so what did you, uh, how'd you feel about the setup of this movie? In terms of, um, let's look at it from, in terms of, did you play a lot of Clue the board game growing up? Or? I, love Cl- I, lo- I love Clue. Okay, same. Same. So this was a, a very fun thing for me. How did you, uh, what did you think of this movie in terms of relating to the game and kind of bringing that to life? Um, it did a great job because it set everything up like it was supposed to. The the layout of the house was, on the set was exactly the way the board ro- set ro- uh, board game is, mm-hmm. and all the secret passages went to the right place. I noticed and... that on the third watch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and there's good throwbacks to like all the weapons are right, 
and then there's even a reference with the poison, which was an original clue piece. Sure, sure. In the brandy, correct? Yeah. Po- poison in the brandy. So they, they did a really good job of making sure they got everything they needed from the board game, even mm-hmm. the when uh, Tim Curry tells everybody what's going on after yeah. the guy dies and they end up back in the lounge. Yeah. We're trying to figure out who did it, when they or who they did it, how they did it, and where they did it. Yeah. Uh, was that at the end of the movie or after uh, after they found Mr. Body dead, the air, air quotes, second time? I think the second time. Okay. Um, yes. So I love it as well. I love the fact that they were able to take all of these murder weapons and characters and tie them in the, into this movie in a way that made sense. You know, I, I loved when uh, Wadsworth opened the door to Colonel Mustard and he said, well, hey there, Colonel. It's nice of you to show up, Colonel Mustard. And he goes to correct him on his name. He's like, no, no, we're using aliases today. And it was it, it was just like, it was really fantastic that for such super tacky names, they found a way to bring it into this movie in a way that wasn't tacky at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, I don't know. I just like to picture the guy who wrote this sitting in his study or like at his desk, like going to work and with it just like on the wall and he's it, just staring at it. In his study with a with a candlestick. Yeah, with a candle going, <laughs> holding the gun. Uh-huh. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Absolutely fantastic. I also really like, like the nod of after dinner of them meeting in the study and um wadsworth picking up the envelope that said wadsworth open after dinner and it it's almost like having that envelope in the center of the game that holds who did it with the weapon in what room and it's just it was such a clever little wink to the game in such a way that like the game didn't even really need to exist but or you never even had to have played it but if you did it was a ple- it was a it was a nice little eh, here you go yeah you know well, i think i think that's just what the guy intended since it's like the first it's the first movie based on a board game sure. he didn't really know like what to do now we got battleship I'm trying to think of other ones god i could not i would never be able to bring myself to watch battleship have you seen mm-hmm. that no okay like i honestly i'm getting butterflies in my stomach just thinking about like anybody who wasted their time watching that movie i'm so sorry um but sticking to the comparisons to the games and stuff how do you think that the characters uh how the characters were portrayed versus like what you see when you're looking at the cards you know did they kind of look the part or uh what were your thoughts on the characters uh, I mean, I've I've seen different versions of the board like case, where they really look similar, like almost where you're like, I think that's Christopher Lloyd sitting there. Oh, okay. To other ones where it's like kind of goofy. Sure. And on the always on the case they have like the people wearing the right color. Mm-hmm. Where in the movie nobody wore the actual color. Yeah. Which you could have which you could have true you know fooled me because I thought that brown that he was wearing was kind of mustardy. I thought that was mustardy as well, and I also when I first saw Mrs. Uh, Miss Scarlet, um, I was like, "Oh, hey, that's Miss Scarlet." And you know, when you first see her and she's outside her car and it's broken down, she's got that big old plumed hood on, and T's uh. like, "No, that's gotta be Miss Peacock." And for some reason, in my lizard brain, I'm like, "No, I, I recognize that. That's Miss Scarlet. Like that's what she would wear." She wears, like, the elegant shit, and Miss Peacock's, like, this broke-down, older-lady-looking person, you know? (laughs) Nailed it. Is there one person that stuck out to you where you're like, wow, what? No. Ugh! You know who bothered me, then? Mrs. Uh... Mrs. White. (laughs) Why? Because every iteration of this game that I've ever played, she looks like a fucking maid. She's wearing, like, this black and white, you know, almost like a French matey outfit. And she's got this, like, the grayest, whitest hair ever. 
And in this one, you've got her dressed in all black. She's clearly of Asian descent. She's got this straight black hair. I'm like, wow, this is super off-putting. But also, I've probably played iterations of this game that have come out since then. You know, where they changed the design or something. Made her an innocent old lady. Why didn't that bother you with Mrs. Scarlet? Um, that did bother me with Miss Scarlet, a hundred percent, because she's supposed to be younger. But the thing is, is like I could, I could take Miss, uh, wait, Miss Scarlet or Miss Peacock? No, it didn't bother Miss me. Scarlet. It didn't bother me with Miss Scarlet. Is she supposed to be older? No, but she's supposed to be wearing red, not green. For some reason, I must have played a version of this game where she was wearing like that teal kind of outfit. Where as soon as I saw that color, I was like, "That's Miss Scarlet." So, nah. yeah, nah, dude. <laughs> I that don't know. make any sense. I I don't know what it was, and maybe it doesn't make any sense. But as soon as I saw her, even just like the side profile in my head, it was like that's Miss Scarlet. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't because you saw the car, and all the cars match the color of the characters the board? Was she red? Was the car red? Yeah. Oh, I did not notice that at all. I think, honestly, again, it was just her attire and the fact that in the game she looks, like, more fancy and upscale. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just what it did it for me. Gotcha. Um, what do you think about Mr. Green? Uh, at which point of the movie? Fuck, that's a good question. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I mean his his whole arc through the movie or are we talking about okay his actually, silly his, his silly accident proneness or accident proneness uh i it, what <laughs> his his revelation of how he's being blackmailed and he's like i'll just say it i don't care yeah i man that's that was a really good question because that make me made me think even more about his character and did you notice that like half the time that he was accident prone it was always like in regard when he was around a woman <laughs> yeah which like before he revealed the fact that he was gay and worked for the secretary of defense or whatever um like every incident that he had involved him like spilling something on a woman or something where he would have to touch them inappropriately and they're like yeah. whoa 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 and of course it gets to the point where he's like i'm gay so that was weird. I uh, I didn't, spoilers, anticipate kind of the fact that he's literally the most innocent person in this entire movie. He's the only innocent person in this entire movie. If you take <laughs> if you take that last ending at face value. But even, yeah. even the other endings, he's the only character that really has done nothing wrong other than be gay in the 1950s. Yeah, pretty much. Like that that was um that was crazy to me and also really interesting to think back. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, this was made in the eighties because I don't think you could really make a movie like this and make him super sympathetic, I think, with that role in today's day and age. Even if well, it was set we, fifty years ago. We were supposed to find out four months ago. What do you mean? There's supposed to be a new clue that came out. And it didn't? Wait, they're making a new movie? Yeah. Shut the front door. It was supposed to come out in January. Uh, did it get delayed or canceled? That's a great question. Give me a second. <laughs> As we're both typing. <laughs> okay, so That's still, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of clicking in the movie. While you type, uh, I gotta ask another thing about the game that is so awesome is every time you play it, you can... Ooh, that was gross. Every time you play it, you, you can get a different ending or have a different result, and that's what you got to kind of work for uh, towards. Um, question to you. Every time that you've seen this before, did it have just one ending, or did it end like the one that we just watched right now where it had three endings that it showed you in a row? All three. Okay. Every so, time. Okay. Now, I heard a rumor 
or maybe it wasn't a rumor. I think maybe the Cape podcasters covered it, and I probably heard it on there. But didn't they, when this came out in theaters, they released, like, three different endings, and they just randomly distributed it? Yeah. Okay. And, and these then, are and the endings? Little... Yeah. Okay. A, B, or C. Okay. I gotta ask, what did you think about watching this and having it end three different ways? I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Same. I, For I, where the jokes either hit or miss really hard, I think that one hits just hits home. Because, like, I could just see in Caitlin's face that she was kind of ready for the movie to be over. Okay. So I just, as soon as I knew it was getting close to the end, and, like, they went through the first one, I just turned, and that cue card came up, and she was just like, Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> and, then she started chuckling though when they redid the whole thing and like used some of the same lines. Yeah. And like did all that stuff. And then like I watched her again as he got arrested. <laughs> and this is what actually happened. She's like, You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> when it got to the third one? Yeah. Here's what actually happened. Oh my gosh. I like how they present it in a way that was like this could have happened, but here's also another way that it could happen. And then it ends with, this is what really happened. And I, the fact that every one of these endings ties into, it, like, every one of them could have been plausible. Like, if I saw any one of those endings, it would have made sense in the context, the context of everything that I saw in the movie. And I think that's freaking brilliant. That's really cool yeah. that you're able to craft a movie that is so open-ended that you can take it in three I, I feel like they could have taken it into like three or four more endings oh if i if i was gonna do the remake if i wrote the remake there'd be an ending where everybody has the gun that would be amazing and then i would honestly buy that dvd just to watch the bonus content to see all of the different endings <laughs> you know what i mean and it's oh man and I gotta ask, which one was your favorite ending? Uh, I think... Actually, what where... was the worst ending first? Let's narrow this down. The worst ending? Yeah. Uh, the, I think Mrs. Peacock having the gun. Ding, 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 ding. I agree. I thought that was so lackluster and such a lame ending. If I saw that ending in theater, I probably would have been like, Oh, that was pretty good. And then if I heard from a friend that they saw a different ending, but I'm like, this movie sucks. True. <laughs> okay, and for your favorite one. I just wanted to make um, sure we had the same one. I, I think it's the Tim Curry as the killer. Where he's like, I'm oh, Mr. Body and I've been blackmailing you. I'm out. That was pretty good. And that's the one where not only he's the he's the killer, but everybody but Mr. Green killed somebody. Yeah. So everybody was guilty in that version. I, I thought that was really good as well and how they how they tied all that together. Though I felt like that one had I don't know, more holes <laughs> I think than uh I think that, that had more holes than any of the other ones just because it kind of really backtreads on a lot of the initial background that you got early in the movie with uh -huh. with mr body being you know the guy that got smoked up and kind of his relationship with him as you know being a butler and in reality it's the opposite way i think a lot of the dialogue doesn't work that well in that one so i've got to say my favorite was the the miss scarlet one because i think it had yeah. the most depth in terms of uh, character connectivity. Um, so the initial one that you see, I think, is the one that uh, works best for me. Obviously, everybody has their own opinion. But how do you think that that works in terms of uh, being a Clue movie and tying back to the board game? If we're going to stick to the board game theme for this last question. Um, definitely good, because then it ties in all the characters and all the weapons get used and everything else where... You could just have a campier movie where one person just somehow snuck around and killed mm -hmm. everybody. <clears throat> yeah. And then, like, got away, and got away with it. Right. And... It'd be like... It, that's the, uh... The, uh... 
you know, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, that's, like, equal to just quitting the game. Yeah. Like, fuck this, and then, like, you open the packet, and you're like, you lied to me. <laughs> yeah, you asshole. And there's a, there's a couple times in this movie where I felt like, I don't know if this is the same for you, but a couple times where I just felt like I was lied to. <laughs> like, and one of the times was when they were all, they all got to the house, and they're all sitting around the table eating their monkey brain um, soup, which again is uh-huh. is tied into two of the endings at the end of the movie, which I, again, it's just such a great callback, especially when Mr. Green goes, we ate monkey brains. Ugh. Like, yeah, like that's such a great visual and such a great gag. Um, but Mr. Body shows up and he walks in. And he's like, what is it? What? What are these people doing here? Right. Very serious. Very matter of fact. You, uh, they end the, they end the dinner and we go into the study and he, they kind of, um, not kind of, uh, Wadsworth tells them that he's the person that who's been blackmailing them because spoilers, everybody has been brought here because they're being blackmailed by one person who ends up being Mr. Body, which is hilarious because that's the joke. He's the dead body. He's going to be the body. And they go up to him and they're like, do you, do you know that we're all going to be here? And he's like, yep. He's like, then why did you act that way when you, when you got to dinner? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's me looking too far into this. Oh, yeah? Maybe. I don't know. How do you feel about his name being Lee Ving? Uh, that's the actor's name, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty fantastic. Like, I saw that, and I kind of chuckled, because I was like, wow, that's a, that's an interesting name. Has he been in anything else? No, he's in the band. The they band? Just, they literally, the band? they, yeah, he, no, they're just in eight, I don't know what band it is, I don't remember. Oh, okay. But they literally asked him to be in this because of his name. Oh, okay. Um, that's an interesting fact. He hasn't really, actually, he's got a, a new movie coming out in 2020 called death rider in the house of vampires he pretty much only does things that are mystery or horror and who's the boss apparently (laughs) oh man who's your favorite character out of uh all of them or if you have a top two that's also um okay i mean i'll probably just go with professor plum why (laughs) he's just so gross he's such a goddamn pervert (laughs) I love, I love when Miss Scarlet just says what she, because she's the, it's like Shawshank Redemption. She's like, no, I'm def, I definitely did what I'm getting blackmailed for. Uh-huh. And when she tells him, ah, I run a whorehouse. <laughs> What's the number of that place? <laughs> <laughs> another great one is when they kind of reveal another big web in this is that she runs a whorehouse. And the reason why Colonel Mustard's being blackmailed is he, one, was a, a war profiteer. And two, there's incriminating photos of him going to said whorehouse. To see a vet, the maid. Yeah, who has some of the biggest jubblies I've seen in a movie in a while. Holy God, yeah. the first scene of those that you see is just like... <laughs> that's, how she got the jo- that's how she got the job. Guaranteed. I do not doubt that. No, it really is. is I already really? read that. That's yeah, I read it on an IMDb. Just because she, she was like boobs. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go audition for a maid. I'm going to wear my maid outfit. So she wore the maid outfit to the audition. Yeah. And the guy even said, like, I thought she was pretty funny. And she delivered the lines really good. But, wow, it was her physique that got her the job. I believe it. (laughs) Holy shit. Like, we were watching it, and T goes, look at the boobs on her. I'm like, oh, I saw. (laughs) All the guys in the movie saw it, too. <laughs> so, so there's the scene after they realize that they've got... There's a, there's the negatives of the photos that were taken. Younger folk, you may not know what noto- negatives of photos are. Look it up or don't. doesn't matter. But he, they're looking at the negatives, and they're like, nobody can bend like that. And, of course, Professor Plum picks up Mrs. White, puts her on a couch, and starts, like, this sexual position. She's like, get off Of course they can. It's like, 
he is the biggest fucking dog in this movie to the point where at, later in the movie when they all have to separate and search this house because they got to see if there's another person here killing people right they all draw mask matchsticks right and uh, Professor Plum gets the smallest one, and he's going up. And for some reason, comparing it to the big ass I love one, it. and it was like it was so campy, but so endearing and so funny. And finally, he gets to Mrs. Peacock, and you would think that he'd be like, Ugh. and of course, like the first thing he says is like something to hit on her, and then drops the matchstick. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you're the fucking worst dog in the world. <laughs> So I Classic. love that pairing, and I also love the fact that Mr. Green, the air quotes gay one, got paired up with Yvette, and they both are just terrified of going into this attic, which I thought was also really funny. Nah, you go. You go. And then they both try going at the same time, and they get stuck on the stairs, and it's, oh, it was so good. It was so good. See, now this was a mystery comedy movie. This was a mystery comedy, it was knives out does not match up it was way to that to that genre i think honestly i think it's just two different kinds of comedy like this was campy almost this was slapstick really dumb comedy and i think the i think yeah thumbs up like i appreciate the shit out of that and i think (laughs) knives out was also very humorous but in like a different way that was just dark and I don't super I don't, I don't want to say mature because it wasn't mature but it was kind of it was smart humor but i wouldn't say it's one of those laugh it's not a laugh out loud movie i laughed several times in this movie like the first time i laughed in this movie is when professor plum and scarlet are driving up to the house and the lightning starts crashing right and they both get startled and he stalls the car and she goes the car's not moving he goes the car's frightened as another bolt of lightning crashes, I was just like, oh my god, this is so dumb, but so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it gets you like that every, every like, ten minutes. <laughs> Where you're like, I can't believe that that's what's going on right now. Oh, man. Yeah, I... And with the 92-minute running time, with all three endings, you can't be upset. You really can't. Like, honestly, watching that two and a half times... On, that's still shorter than any of the Lord of the Rings that I've watched and still infinitely more enjoyable. <laughs> you had nice. to know that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else uh, What else pops to your mind about this movie, man? Um, something just did, but... Oh, yeah. So how, what do you think about how they reference the cops a zillion times and when they'll be there? I thought that that was really clever that they did it uh, in the beginning and set up a time frame and, you know, a sense of urgency for them to get this um, to get this all wrapped up. I really loved in the third ending when he said, what cops? Why would they come? You know, one of those like, I didn't call the cops. I was just trying to get you guys all right. But at the same time, thinking about it, it's like. Well, who called the cops? They were all in the room, and it's like, oh my god, the cops are coming! Like, somebody would have had to have called the cops. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What about you? Like, what brought that up? Uh, what thoughts do you have? Well, because, see, the cops are going to be here in about 39 minutes. Uh-huh. Did you check your running time? I did not. Did it match up? No. Oh, it didn't? <laughs> i thought it did i like lived my whole life since i've seen this movie i don't know like 15 years ago like at least believing that that it was timed right oh man why'd you ruin this for yourself because i honestly (laughs) while watching this movie when it went from 45 minutes to 39 minutes i'm like hey that seems right it feels like it's been six minutes (laughs) yeah and then they ding the bell and it's just it's like two minutes three minutes off how did you feel about okay so let's break this down a little bit so mr body shows up fane's acting like he didn't know anybody else was going to be there then all of a sudden he's got this briefcase that's got the evidence against everybody but instead it's all of the weapons from the game candlestick the rope the blah 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 right and he gives each one of them to a different person and says, 
here's your chance. Kill Wadsworth. Because let me just say real quick, the whole point of this was they're all being blackmailed. And Wadsworth says the cops are going to be here in 45 minutes. When they get here, you can admit to the stuff that you're doing and he will go to jail, but you'll be exposed. Or you don't. And I'll expose you guys kind of thing. Yeah. And so he gives all of these weapons to these guys. And they're like, he's like, here's your chance. Call, kill Wadsworth and we will all just live on with this secret. Turns off the light. He dies. Air quotes. He doesn't die. Turns it back on. And that starts the whole thing. What did you think about... It was... Did you find it weird that he's like, I don't know that I'm here... But here's my thing of evidence, but it's not evidence, but it's a bunch of weapons. Like, what? Well, if he was the actual butler, if you take the last ending to be the right ending. I, you can't. That's the one that <laughs> makes least sense. It's the, most satis- it's the most satisfying, but it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you take that for what it says, that this is what actually happened, and he says that, you know... The guy who died first is his butler. Mm-hmm. Then it's kind of a mix of, I don't know, whether or not, like, when he does the, all that, like, he could feign not knowing that they're going to be there because he just sent him away to do some sort of task mm-hmm. and but be home at this time and then set up this whole elaborate thing. Like, maybe he sent him out to go get these things, and then he, it clicked of who all these people were. Sure. Because, obviously, he's the butler, and you know he would probably have overheard something or whatever and also talking about that third ending that just is even more credit to tim curry to be able to take this character that we've been watching for an hour and 28 minutes and then he's able to be like i'm mr Bodie," and he pulls out the gun and he's like this completely other character that you're seeing in front of you that's like evil and maniacal and you're like fucking hey tim curry's a goddamn legend See, I think that's why I like that one the most. Fucking legend. It just continues to show his range. Yeah. Um, it really does show his range. It just makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, the, I, I love the fact about the Scarlet one that it even ties in Yvette into the fact that she worked for Scarlet. And uh, Yvette's reaction to seeing the person in the attic being like, do they know? And she's like, oh, my God, it's you. And then she gets strangled. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. that, that recognition works so well with Scarlet with that backstory, whereas I think it works less with him. But I'm not going to argue <laughs> semantics. It's one of those, if you like that ending, you like I mean, that that's ending. that's fine. I say, this, I say that over and over again, and then I just repeatedly say how dumb it is. <laughs> I know. I'm the fucking worst, man. <laughs> Is there anything about this movie that you you may uh, you may have not liked? Um, it was a lot slower of a beginning than I remembered. Okay, in terms of getting everyone there, Watching or it. no, no, like everybody's there, and then like and things are happening, but things nothing's really happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's one of those kind of builds. It's, it was really weird to get them all together and then the dinner scene lasts like seven minutes and all you get out of that is them basically just barely trying to figure out who each other is and then as soon as they get yeah. close to it, it's like, no, 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 no. And you have like the one throwaway line that becomes important in like all the endings. Which one? About the, the monkey brains and that being one of her favorite recipes. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it... It wasn't even brought up earlier on. It was just the uh, the line where she says, ooh, this is my favorite recipe. And he goes, oh, I know it is. Yeah. Which so like fantastic. That's, like the only, that's the only thing at dinner that really happens. And I think that's it, honestly one of those lines that you're not going to catch until the second time you watch it. Because it mm-hmm. was literally such a throwaway line that by the time it got to that, at that point, and I was thinking, I'm like, did they mention this, what it was in the beginning? Or not? And then watching it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's clever. That's like, that's hidden in a mystery book kind of nonsense. Alright, did you rewind all the way to the beginning, or did you pay attention this last time you watched it? After you knew the endings? To, to what? see 
Because I paid who attention to really, No. To see who wasn't really there? No. Does it matter? Oh, up? I paid attention. I paid attention to everything. Well, I didn't. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. That's why I was asking you. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, homeboy. I, I was like, yeah, I paid attention, but I wasn't sitting there with a clue fucking notepad being like, who's in the room this time? That's like six, you seven just said, fucking people every time. I'm not doing that. You just said that you paid attention to everything, and they say specifically at the end who's not at which part of the movie. Yeah, but okay, so when they get to the end and they're going through the endings, the times that people are missing are so fucking obscure. And like one of those, like, they slipped through the back and went over and killed the chef and then came in through and you know the uh the secret entryway i feel like it's one of those like you can watch it and it's just i don't know who's in the shot at that time but i wasn't gonna <laughs> pause it every two minutes to make them to, to write down who's in the scene <laughs> why you can listen to the ending and jump around on your computer so you can watch it on the tv and jump around on the computer and match it up and be like oh no like uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm sure I could just look it up online and be like, "Does this match up? Does this make sense?" And it'd be way faster than me watching it for a fourth time. Not that I don't want to watch this movie again. I will watch this movie again. Like I feel like this is a good Halloween movie, and I don't. Know- I feel like you could watch it just the ending and then watch the beginning to be like, "All right, which uh, one is it?" Okay. And like, and like, it would still be the whole ninety minutes, but you'd be like. No, I can focus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. It's almost like let's follow it. Let's follow the killer. You know. Yeah. Does this make sense? Because you know what makes me the most mad about the last one where everybody's the killer. What? Why does everybody have a pair of black gloves? Thank you. Randomly on their person. <laughs> and okay, so in the first one, it says that Miss Scarlet kills the cop. Well, the the motorist, and then the cop who she was bribing. No, that was Peacock that was bribing, but um. But she she kills them. When you see that hand in the leather glove, that is clearly a man's hand. Yeah, like the director's hand. Yeah, that, like uh, that's last, a mi- last minute shots. Mm. That's a meaty hand, you know? That's a that's a That's a mitt right there. Yeah, exactly. That's a fucking catcher's mitt that was in that motherfucker. Um but that I think really honestly brings me to one of my only dislikes in this movie is the amount of random people that show up at the door. <laughs> Why? Because okay, so I get the the They all have explanations. No, not all of them do. No. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, so the motorist has an explanation. Car broke down. Cool. And? You want to call for help? Oh, okay. Want to call for help? Oh, those kind of explanations. Gotcha. Yes. Oh, okay. You're talking about, like, the explanation tying into the murders. No, I'm talking about the explanation as to why they're there. Motorist. Makes sense. Car broke down. Wants to call for help. Cop, find the car, wants to see if the person came for help. Got it. Jehovah's, the Jehovah's Witness, random as fuck on a rainy night in the middle of the night. On a rainy, rainy middle of the night sort of thing. Yeah, that's kind of random. Really doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in the sense of the endings and the fact that he's part of the FBI or police. Cool. Get Uh it. I got it. But also, it's like one of those, if I was them, I'd be like, why the fuck are you here? last one basically singing telegram girl why the fuck was she there and who ordered her who ordered her tim curry why did he order her because he knew that that was the person that professor plum was banging when she was his patient Uh uh-huh but okay if if the last ending of this movie is to be believed why did he order her if he killed her and professor plum never even saw her because the whole point of ordering profe- uh, this girl would be to put shame on Professor Plum, but no shame was gained until he looked out the door and he's like, that's the girl that I banged and lost my license for. Like, I don't know what the point of that was. If that was the point that he was going to call this girl to come do this thing, he would have probably have directed Professor Plum to open the door. Correct? I guess so. 
I guess so. You know, it I mean, just good... felt so fucking random and shoehorned in. And one of those, you already shamed detective. the dude. Like, why'd you have to put the scene in? Good job, detective. <laughs> Especially because whoever shot her is the every ending is based off whoever shot the singing telegram. Yeah, is the one with the gun who is the murderer. Exactly. Uh, okay, that's fair. Okay. I'm glad that I pieced that together and got you to agree with me on something on this goddamn show. Because <laughs> huh. that never happens. But other than that, I think what they did in this movie to create this story that can branch off in so many directions was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Do you have anything else that you want to add to this before we get into ratings? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But if it pops up to me in the middle of ratings and or afterwards. Fine. <laughs> it's our show. <laughs> exactly. Do I'll start talking about it. Uh, do you have your rating set? No. Okay. Fuck. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. On a scale of one to a bowl of fluid ounces of cognac that they may need later. Ooh. How many ounces of cognac that they may need later would you give this movie? Oh, that was a really stupid scale. The amount of ounces of <laughs> cognac that I'd give this movie on a scale of one to a bowl that they may need later is I would give this movie probably a... Let's do a 22 ounces of fluid ounces of cognac that they may need later out of a bowl. Lower than Animal Crossing. I get it. Those are different things. <laughs> one's a game and one's a board game movie. <laughs> Did you ever find out about that, the the 2020 Clue movie? Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman was supposed to be in it, but he dropped out uh, in February. Which was a month after it was supposed to come out, so... Wait, what sense does that make? <laughs> yeah, none. So, I think that requires more research, but I wasn't going to do it in the middle of us talking. Also, <laughs> Jason Bateman, watch The Outsider on HBO, folks. It's really fucking good. I'm listening to audiobook right now. It's amazing. All right, back Isn't to Isn't he you. in the Ozark, too? Yes, and what's really funny is listening... Okay, so listening to this audiobook, uh, they're describing his character, right? That Jason yep. Bateman plays in the show, where it says yep. one of his favorite shows is Ozark. So it's like you're listening to it and you're picturing Jason Bateman watching a show starring Jason Bateman. And it's like, what the fuck? Love it. Yeah, it was a mind trip. Anyways, back to you. Sean. Mitch. On a scale of one to a bowl. Uh-huh. Of <laughs> hot maid sitting on a pool table listening to a recorded conversation that you're having in the other room. <laughs> How many hot maids sitting on a billiards table in the other room listening to a tape recorder of your conversation? Would you give this movie? Okay, question. A quick preface because this will definitely influence my answer. How many yeah. of them are Yvette? <laughs> Uh, I mean, basically all of them. So it's going to be however many I choose times two in terms of boobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give this movie. Man, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. And I mean, the fact that I fell asleep the first time, that's just what I do during movies. So, yeah, so it doesn't really count. That doesn't count. My enjoyment of this movie in totality, I I really like this movie. I'm going to give it, I'll give it a 24. Nice. Give it a 24. I I mean, there's a couple of things. I really hated the dog shit gag. But I loved it. I, I thought that was so goddamn stupid. Like, that is such an 80s gag to put, put in this movie. But I love the foresight of even before that when he tosses the the bones to the dogs and then he takes the chains and he he extends the chains out. And I even typed down, I'm like, why did he do that? 
Well, that's because Mr. Bodie tries to run out and through the greenhouse, but he extended the chains enough that the dogs could get to the greenhouse and threaten him. Like, the foresight on that, and, like, it, it was just so smart in the way that they did this movie. I, I, I thought it was, I think it's fantastic. And if you're like me and you've gone your whole life without watching this movie... Watch it on, like, I don't know, a, a dreary night or wait until fall. I think this is a great fall Halloween movie to just settle in and watch a mystery. <laughs> this is a great movie. Wait until you fucking don't want to be outside because it's super shitty and you can have <laughs> nothing better to do. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, that is great advice. I'm giving great advice right now. Yeah, that's basically why I watch Hocus Pocus every year. Exactly. And, and I feel like even though I've... I don't know. Is this regarded as a Halloween movie? Because after watching this, for me, I'm like, this is a Halloween movie. <laughs> not, is, not that I know of. This is the diehard of Halloween movies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have anything else that you want to shout out? Nope. Okay. Am I supposed to? So, question. Uh, Answer. So, so we do have a voice. We have a voicemail from Stephen Michael. I am proposing that I have a great idea of how we can do voicemails, and we can get oh, back. Geez. And we can get back into them next week if you're cool with that. And, uh-huh. and if Stephen Michael's cool with that, even though you're going to have to be because this is our show, we'll get to your voicemail <laughs> next week. Because I have thought of an awesome way to do this, especially since we're recording remotely. Um, oh, he's going to hate that, especially since we called him out. Oh, I know. That's why he called us. I saw the message I know. he sent us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we called him out for, but you definitely did. Um, and I cannot uh, wait to hear his result or his uh, call back in. And it's going to be of great oh, quality. Putting too much. Yeah. The best of quality. The greatest quality. Quali- greatest quality a podcast has ever had. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go drink some bleach, okay? Uh, <laughs> but no, I figured out a way. I can literally download the the voice call and just insert it into the show. We'll listen to it individually and just respond after we say that we listen to it. Duh. Easy. Peel back yes, the curtain. Okay. We just made this fucking easy. Okay, so we'll do that next week. But I do want to give a quick shout out to I know we shouted you out last week, Zeus. But holy fucking God, the very next day after we shouted you out for your Patreon increase. You've done it again. <laughs> you fucking done it again. Like, if you were a speed bump in the road out there, like, all you would be hearing is crash, 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 because your speed bump's goddamn huge. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but Zeus, thank you so much for your fucking incredible, tremendous patreon donation and if you want to get shouted out on this show you can go to uh it's patreon.com slash nerdy thursday we appreciate it all uh really honestly i we (laughs) i sent that message to you and you said we don't deserve that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a direct quote (laughs) like verbatim that's what you said but, guys, if you want another way to interact with us or talk with us, hit up uh, Facebook.com slash Nerdy Thursday. You can go to Twitter.com slash Nerdy Thursday. I'm being much more social on Twitter um, between the shows, uh, so that's a thing. Also, thanks, everybody, who made it through last episode because that was a Frankenstein of a fucking episode. Really was. The fact that oh, that yeah. even came out listenable is a miracle considering we recorded it on two different days. <laughs> When my phone died? Yeah, when your phone died. And I'm like, I hit you up the next day and like, I'm like, we got to finish this. You're like, I guess so. Maybe. Do we need to? (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nah. Invention of Nerdy Thursday, CalBunkerBreakfast.com. Thank you so much. GlitchCast7 on Twitch. Guys, thanks you. I've been Thanks, drinking. dudes. Thanks, Thank you. dudes. <laughs> thanks to you, dudes. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. <laughs> this is what I appreciate about you. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And until next time, keep, keep it, it nerdy. nerdy.
Alright, now this is how the show actually ends. What's that? Nothing, that was perfect. I'm stopping the recording. In 1952, the world was a darker place. There were only six days in the week, not seven like we know today. And everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray. And they were sad almost all the time. Yeah, they were. And back in 1952, there were six days in the week. You could never know which day was the one for you. But I do. In 1965, somebody became alive And they had a great idea to make a brand new day It was called Nerdy Thursday And it was a day for all the people across the world Who played d and Magic the Gathering And had LAN parties And it was their very own day for them The world was big and cruel Cold and gray and sad But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds And they left the gray old square world behind Nerdy Thursday, you're the man, I hope you'll be my friend